is Gemara Moed Kain Dav Zayin. All the learning should be a tremendous chusvur. Shleim of Shmuel Yosef and Yevayi the man of Vegel Chaim Rezor Shlom Zivan Reitz the servants. He nothing to pasim. But Chayisai Yisrael Mendel. Hali has a part of Shalei Shama Zami. But Shavikim Shachan Shmuel Mendel. Dinu Chan Rezim Chayv Asmina Dinu Nevi Shemendel Zivan Yevayi Gevara. Rivka Kavaz Hashem Dal Zivan Men Mechul Es Amar Ben Yaakov Zara Baskila Shlom Yisachar Ben Yisrael Es Yehudis Rolav Ram Ben Rachel Edei Hashem Shlom Ben Chana of Gal Peral Bas Esther Miram Gabriella Bas Abulumi Yisrael Yitzchak Ben Dina. But say Yishar Chayi Yisrael as well as Chashir Yisrael Chaim the Varshim Miram as he is a good Shlom Esrim from Merkel and Merchav Zamishin. And finally, this year should be a tremendous for Michal and a tremendous Nechama for the entire family. We pick it up in the very top of Zayin Amid Aleph, the Tetlet first four words, actually, we did not say yesterday, was Ad Kama Ad Parsa. That was referring to the distance they have to make between the two uh, ant holes. We said there can't be a bridge and there can't be a river. And that's when you could kill the ants. But if it's within a Parsa, then we have to be nervous that they're going to be able to uh, get back together. Says that the Gemara, Rav Yudaimer, Misada Ilan Kedarkoi, Misada Alavan, Shaloi Kedarkoi. We're discussing trapping these rodents, these animals from the field. Rav Yudah said there's a difference between a Sada Ilan and a Sada Alavan. And in truth, the pictures that we showed yesterday, maybe if we have time, we'll show them again. Really, we'll get more clarity from the Gemara right now as we showed yesterday the different types of ways of destroying these rodents. We saw it digging up the holes, putting the trap on top, and then we saw it digging down in an abnormal fashion. And that's really what we're going to discuss right now. That says, Rabbi Yehuda, you only allowed to do a sada ila in a field of trees in the normal way, but a grain field, you have to trap in an abnormal and unusual manner. Tanur Abonan says, the Gemara Zayin of three lines from the top. Ketzit Kedarkai, what is the normal way? Of trapping these rodents, Chayfer Guma, you dig a hole with Taylor Matsuda and you hang a trap of it. Kate Shalaikidarka, and this is the picture that we ended off yesterday by looking at. Noyit Shpud, what do you do? You dig a spit into the ground, and you bang it with a hammer, and what that does is. It flattens the ground, that is underneath it. So the normal way is by digging and putting a trap. The other way is by smashing it down and causing the rodents to have nowhere to live. Tanya, we learned in a When we said that you cannot trap in a grain field, excuse me, when we said in a grain field that you trap, they have an unusual way. That's only if it's near a city. So we're not so concerned. So then how do you trap? You have to trap in an abnormal, unusual fashion. Let's say you have a grain field that is close to another It's close to a tree field. Now you got to be very nervous. You could trap the animals the normal way. Why? Maybe they're going to leave. Maybe the rodents are going to leave the grain and go chew down your trees, which is going to cause and incur an incredible loss. So again, when do we say that you have to do it in an abnormal and unusual manner? If it's near a city, no big concerns. But if it's near a tree field, then we have to be very, very nervous. And we continue. And you're allowed to close up a breach in a fence on Cholamayid. And we said in Shemitah, you could build it even in the normal manner. That's the Gemara. Ketzad Makrin, how do you close up the breach in the fence? Rav Yosef Amar Behutza Vidafna with palm fronds and other little twigs and whatnot. We do a not such a great fixing just to get by. Bimasnita Dana no. 
You'll have to put the stones on. You just can't cement them in. Again, we're trying to find the minimal amount of work you have to do to get your accomplished result on Chalamayim. So the first sheet says, just do a little bit of fixing. The second sheet says, you got to put the stones down, but don't start using cement. Amar Rav Chista says, Rav Chista, about 12 lines down of Zayin Amaral, the first word online is, Rav Chista, the whole discussion we just had, you have to close it, not so great, is by a garden. Let's say the wall of your house, the wall of your personal chatzar fell down, then you could build it the normal way, as the Gemara is going to explain in a minute, and as Rashi already points out, because in such a case, there could be a large loss, because the robbers, the Ganavim, could come in, your front door falls down, you could rebuild it on Chalamai. Says the Gemara, I'll bring you a proof to that which of Chisidah said, we have a leaning wall, we have a wall in Rishisaram that's leaning and looks a little bit dangerous, says this, you could destroy it and rebuild it. Why? Because of a sakana, so seemingly, what do we see? We see any time of sakana, similarly in the case of the wall of a chatzar, that is the potential sakana, we're allowed, you're allowed to rebuild it in normal ma- fashion. Says the Gemara, what's the raya? Also, get it on time, I'm not sakana, it's because of the sakana. By us, there's no sakana. There might be robbers, there might be someone that can take your cash, but there's no sakana per se, so there is no raya. Vika di Amri, another way of learning that which we just said, Tashima. We have a leaning wall. You destroy and rebuild them. So what do we? And this way, when the Gemara learns, is we make an inference. We're medayik. The only time you're allowed to break and rebuild it is because of a sakana. And now, the Gemara asks, he says, a kasha now on Rav Chista. Because Rav Chista said there's no such hatter. There is a unique difference. In the rice, it said to destroy the wall and then rebuild it. But by us, we're just about building without destroying it. Ask the Gemara one second, Asnami. In that case over there, why don't we also say to break it and don't rebuild it? Again, what are we discussing? We're discussing a leaning wall in Rosh Hashanah. So we're saying break it because it's going to fall, God forbid, and hurt someone, and then rebuild it. Why are you rebuilding it? Just break it down and then it won't hurt anyone. Answers to Gemara, a very practical answer. If we require you to break it without letting you rebuild it, we have to know, we have to be smart. We know you're not going to listen to the Chachamim, so we allow you to do more so that we get the intended result. Amr Ravashi, Masisin Amideka, says Ravashi, the Mishnah Zaraya to Rav Chista, the Ketani Yubishvi is by Nikidarkai. It says that on Shemitah you had to build the wall the normal way. The Hecha, where is the wall that on Shemitah you can rebuild? Elema the Chatzir. If you're going to tell me that the wall's in a Chatzir, Srich Lameimar, do you have to tell me that you had to build a wall during Shemitah? Of course. During Shemitah, there's no problem building a house. You'll have to have construction during Shemitah. What's the Chiddush? Of course. El Alav the Gina. The Chiddush is it's in your garden. And therefore, what's the novelty? Vafal Gav, the Mechsi, the command of an Jerusalem. It looks like, what are you doing? It looks like you're making a fence and you're guarding your Peirais. Shema Mina. So we have a riot, which we just said, you'll have to fix the wall. For your payroll, like we said, like Rav Chista said, the wall of the Chatzir. And now we continue with a new Mishnah, a Mishnah that discusses a new topic on Cholamayr,
the topic of the level of simcha, that's going to be at the crux of our discussion, the requirement of Simcha and Yantif. And the way we're going to play this out is whether a Kayin is allowed to look at a potential Saras on Cholamite. We know a person has a Nega, back he has a Nega, he has an affliction on his skin, he goes to the Kayin, and the Kayin looks at it, it says, you're Tamei, or you're Tahar. Or he says, you have to wait, we locked you up for seven days, and you wait, he looks at you again, we're not sure, we lock you up for another seven days, that's Musgar, and Mukhlat is when they decide you are Tamei. Even after you are Tamei, you wait seven days, the Kayin looks at you again, and now he says, ah, the, the Nega, the affliction shrunk, disappeared, you are now Tahar. Is a Kayin allowed to do that process on Cholamayin? Is he allowed to declare Yutame or Tar. Says the Gemara. Well, before you begin, we would assume, of course, what's the question? You have an affliction, you go to the Kain. What we're seeing here is perhaps not. Says the Mishnah Rameyer, Says Rameyer, fascinating. You look at the Nega. If it's Tar, you tell him it's Tar. If it's not Tar, if it is Tame, you know you do. Don't say anything. Keep your mouth shut as Rashi points out. Why? You gotta be happy and if we're gonna lock you up you're gonna have to leave the encampment because you have Saras. It's quite gonna be quite a damper on your on your Yantif. So the Kayin says nothing. So Ramir says it's the Kayin's power. He looks. Tahar, he says Tahar, Tame, mm, don't say anything. Koltov, have a great day. Come on, you can't do that. If you look, you're going to have to talk, so you do nothing. Now, the Gemara elaborates a bit deeper on that. This Machlech is Rameir and the Chacham and Tani, Rameir, Aimer, Rainus, and the Gemara in the Hakal of Lelachmer, like we just said. And Rav Yaisi, Aimer, this Rav Yaisi is the same opinion as the Chachamim. Lelach of Lelachmer. Why? Now we have the explanation. Shemat and Nezakik Lelachmer. Nezakik Lelachmer. Says Rav Yaisi, Come on. If you look, you look. You can now turn. Oh, I didn't see. I didn't see. What do you mean? You look. You saw. You're the guy. And if you saw, it's good. It's good. It's not good. It's not good. You can't all of a sudden not say. So what could you do? Say, Rabbi AC? Don't look. Turn a blind eye. Don't start. Then you'll be able to save the person. And that's what the Chachamim require you to do in Chalamayit, because we want to make sure don't even look at the potential nega. Says the Gemara, Omar Rebbe Nirin Divi Rameir Bimuzgar Divi Rabbi Bimuchlat. Says Rebbe, I understand the opinion of Rameir. The opinion of Rameir that says you could look and only say tar or say nothing if it's a case of muskar. Muskar is when the person is locked up and he's waiting to see what happens to the nagat. In that case, we allow the kind to look and say tar or say nothing. Why can he say nothing? The simple reason, because he's a muskar. He's locked up, so we'll just keep him locked up, but we're not going to make him more or less tamei. But says Rabbi, I hold the Rabbi when it's, it's a muchlot, once the guy is pronounced and is tamei, you cannot go and start t- talking to him. You cannot go and start looking at him, says Rabbi Yaisi, because if you do, you're going to be forced to say something. So once he's locked up, don't look at him, because now you might have to say that he's continuously Tomei. I think Omar now is going to develop this idea a bit further. Omar Rava says, Rava, if the person is tar, the first time he sees an affliction on his skin, what do I do? He comes to the kind of chalamayid. Everyone agrees, says Rabbah. 
Rameyer and Rav Yaisi, of course, but particularly Rameyer, don't look at all. In this case, Rameyer says there's no reason to look. He's a person that's tar. He continues being tar. We'll deal with this after Yantif. But Hasker Rishon, let's say he's locked up one time. Everyone agrees. And now it's a Chiddush, even according to Rav Yaisi, who says you normally don't look. But the first week he's locked up, everyone agrees you look at him. Why? So the bottom Rashi points out, you know why? Because if you make him tar, you make him very happy. And if you don't make him tar, then he's in the same status that he's in right now. He just stays locked up for another week, and he didn't get any worse. So there's a potential just to make it better, or to keep it status quo. So says, even Rav Yaisi will agree that you should look at this case. Keep Ligi, when is there this Machlech? Is Rameyan Rav Yaisi's return over to Zayin Omid Behiz is Behesker Shani. It's at the second week. Because after the second week now, we have to make a decision. As Rashi points out, because now if you're going to say he's Tomei, he's going to have a higher level of Tomah, he's going to become a Mukhlat, he's going to have to leave the encampment, that's where the Machlekes is. So in this case, is where Mar Savar B'Kayin Talia Milsa Ramiro is a Chiddish. It's all up to the words of the Kayin. So the Kayin looks at him, he could say Tahar, or he says nothing. And what happens if he says nothing? Even though it's at the end of the Hesker Shani, it's the end of the second week, says Rameer. Nothing. You say nothing, nothing happens because it's all up to the words. The mouthpiece of the Kayhanim. Itar Amr Vitame Shasik and Lormin, and he will not become more Tame. Umar Savai Rabisi violently and vehemently disagrees and he says, No, Latara, Latama Iksiv. It says in the Apostle, you make him Tara Tame. And it's true. It's up to the words of the Kayin. Let's let's get that clear. It's a little bit complicated in the reading. You would think that what are the two stadim? What are the mach like? Is, is it up to the Kayin or is it up to the Tyra? That's not the two stadim. Everyone agrees it's up to the words of the Kayin. And without the Kayin opening his mouth, nothing happens. But Rav Yaisi learns out from the Pasuk of Latara, Yilatama, three lines from the top of Zion and Midbis, that you don't have the option of silence. Silence is golden, but says Rav Yaisi, if you see, you can't keep silence. So says Rav Yaisi, that's why don't look. So the Machloik is going to be Behesk or Shani, the person is already locked up for two weeks. In that case, Rav Yaisi says, look, say Tara or say nothing. In that case, says Rav Yaisi, no way, you can't pull shtick. The Torah says, if you see, you got to say Tara Tameh. So you know what you do, say Rav Yaisi, don't look. Bichlal. Says the Gemara, Omar Mar, going back to the beginning of the Bryce that we said in Ahmed Halif. Mar, Omar Mar, Omar Rebbe, never did Riyazi, but Mokhlat, never Rameyer, but Moskar. Now we're going to go a little bit deeper into this point. The fact that Rebbe said, I understand, Rabbi Yaisi, you don't look at all in the case of Mokhlat. In the case in which he's already proclaimed Tameh, and I understand the case of Rameyer, that you're going to look in order to say Tara, don't say anything, in the case of the Muskar, in the case where he is in limbo, where he is waiting. Says the Gemara, one second, Fatan Yibcha. There's a Braisa that says the exact opposite. There's a Braisa that says Rameyer says Mokhlat, and Rameyer says Muskar. So which one is it? Explains the Gemara, the classical Teretz, Tanoi, it is a Machlokes Tanoim, Aliba de Rebbe. We're not sure. What Rebbe said. Did Rebbe say he sees like Rameir ben Mukhlat or Rameir ben Muskar, Rabbi ben Mukhlat, Rabbi ben Muskar? And what is the Machlaikis between our Brisa and the other Brisa? Mar Savar, one opinion holds. Savasa de Alme Adifle. Umar Savar, Savasa de Ishtiv Adifle, a fundamental machlek is what is more important to a person. It is more important at this critical and crucial time of his life in which he might be Tame for him to have his wife with him? Or is it more important for him to have the world with him? And the difference is very interesting idea comes out over here. Let's say you have a person 
who is a mukhlat. He's, he's determined to be Tameh. And we say he's Tahar. So we think of oh, like wonderful, he's Tahar, rejoice, happy, everyone goes home good and dandy. It's not true, says the Gemara. Do you know what happens when he becomes Tahar? He has to wait now, Zion Akim, he has to wait seven days to be with his wife. So even though he's becoming Tahar and he's coming back home, he's leaving. He was and now he's coming back to his own house. But guess what? His wife's not with him anymore. He doesn't have his wife. So in some element, there's something bad about that case. Whereas, on the other hand, he's gaining back the world. When he lived in he had no people with him. And now he has people with him. So that is the is between these two prices. Which detail is more important? Is it more important to keep your wife with you as long as possible? And the difference will be that when he's a mukhlat, we're not going to say anything to him. Why not? Because even to say tar, we won't say. Why won't we say tar? We won't say tar because if he becomes tar, he loses his wife. When he comes back home, he has to wait seven days. Whereas, if he remains tummy, his wife is with him. According to other man, the Amr, Savosa, the Alma, Adifle, what is better? It is better the accompaniment of the world. It is better to have people with you. So it's always better to become Tar, because when you become Tar, you come back into the camp and you get the world with you. That is the way that we're going to explain these two braises. But says the Gemara, you know, it comes out based on what you just said. Sounds like when you're a Mokhlat, when you're determined that you're a Tame, you're a Mitzayra. So we just said, great, your wife is with you, but when you come tar, you lose your wife. What does that mean? That means while you're tummy, your wife is with you. Ask the Gemara, does that mean to say that while you're tummy, you let her engage in marital relations is mutter batash amita? Says the Gemara, you better believe it. Incorrect. Vatanya again, Vatanya is not a question here, it's a raya. As we learned in our brace of Yashim Yamim, and you sit. It says regarding the Metzairah, he sits outside his tent for seven days. It's going to be a lengthy brisa driving home the point that a mukhlat, one who is confined, one is, excuse me, one is confirmed, I should say. Simply, one mukhlat is confirmed. Muskar is confined. One who is a mukhla, when it's confirmed to be dumb, he's allowed to be with his wife. That's where we're driving to. But let's see the lengthy brisa. You say it outside your tent for seven days. She asked with Hashemita. So what do we see? It seems that you're usher in relations for those seven days. How do I know that? I know that because what it says, you're outside your tent. It doesn't only mean physical your tent. It means away from your wife. Go go back to their tents. Referring to, to go back to their wives. Rav Aimer says Rav Shivas Yamim you should count. Seven days, yemei sfira, below yemei chalutai. What do we learn out from here? It says Rabbi Yehuda, the days of counting, that's when you can't be with your wife. But yemei chalutai, the day that you're confirmed, the days that you actually are tamay, you're allowed to be with your wife. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda, Imer, Zayin, yemei sfira, the seven days of counting is when the man cannot be with his wife. Kol v'chaymer yemei chalutai, and certainly the days in which he is actually tamay. So what do we see? We see that there's a machlai, as to whether this Mitzayra could be with his wife based on these three opinions. And Rav Chia explains, I, 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 I reasoned, I learned up the Sigya in front of Rabbi, and he said, You taught us. That's someone's name. Was not to use Yahu, Elabime Chalutai. Yaisam, 
was conceived from Uziyo. Uziyo had relations when? When they were B'mei So what do we see? So Rav Chia is saying to his Rebbe, Rebbe, he's saying to Rebbe, it sounds like you go with the opinion of Rav Yehuda, that what? They're allowed to be together B'mei as we see that you taught us that Yaisam was born from a situation in which Uziyo was a confirmed Mitzayra was a Mokhlat, and yet she had a child. Amar Lai says the Gemara, Afani Kachamarti. Rabbi says, indeed, it's true, that's what I say. So now, what do we see very clearly? We see Rabbi and Rabbi Yehuda hold that even a Mitzayra Mukhlat, a Mitzayra that's confirmed, a Mitzayra that's given the stamp of being a Mitzayra, is allowed to have marital relations, allowed to have Tashmish Ha Says the Gemara, okay, what is at the heart of this Machlaikis? What is the Machlaikis between Rabbi Yaisi and Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi excuse me, with regard to whether a Mitzayra that's Mukhlat is allowed to indeed have Tashamita. Rav Yisra of Yudasavar, Goli Rachman of Meisi Pura. The Tyre revealed to us during the days of counting that you're forbidden to your wife. Fikol Shekemi Mechalutai. You just said a good old-fashioned Kalvachimer. If you can't be together while you're counting, you're certainly not where you're actually Tamei. Umar Savar. And the second opinion, which is Rabbi Yehuda, he holds, whatever the Torah says is what we do, what it doesn't say we don't do. So what it say, it said during the Meik Sphira, the days of counting, you can't be with your wife. Only those days. What about the days you're Tomei? You're allowed to be with your wife. Says the Gemara, that's the Machlaikis in Rabbi Yehuda, and Rabbi Yehuda as to whether there's Mutter Betash Shamita by a Mitzayra Mochlat. And that's the end of this proof in which we see that a Mitzayra Mochlat, a Mitzayra that's confirmed, a Mitzayra that's not just waiting in limbo, he's muskar, he's confined, and he's waiting. No! A Mitzayra that was pronounced Tame, he's confirmed to be a Mitzayra, still let it be with his wife. And now we go back to the Mishnah, going back to the Machlech, is Rameer and Yaisi, Rameer and the Chachamim, as to whether the Kayin looks at the Nega on Cholamite or not. Says the Gemara, based upon the whole discussion, and really starting based upon the few lines that we saw on the top of this Amud, it sounds like, who determines whether Mitzayra, whether someone who has Saras, is Tamei? It sounds like everyone agrees it's up to the Kayin. Answers Gemara, you better believe it in Vatanya as we learned in a rice of a Yomeroi's boy. And the day in which you look at the Tame, it says, Tame Yikri, you'll make him Tame. Yoim Sha'ata Raya boy. On the day in which you see it, excuse me, Yoim Haras boy. Yesh Yoim Sha'ata Raya boy. Yeshem Sha'ata Raya boy. The Gemara Darshans are days that you look and the days that you don't look. Raya boy. Mekana Amru. What do we learn from here? Chasan Shalai by Neganisli, Mezain Mishta, Loyalu Besai, Uliksusai. If you have a Chasan that has Saras outbreak, we give him the seven days of, of Sarabrachis. For him and his household, for his clothing, so to Anyantif, we wait the seven days of Yantif, Divi, Rabbi Yehuda, those are that's Rabbi Yehuda, that says it's up to the Kayin and we wait. Rabbi Aymer says, Rabbi, no. We don't have to learn this out from a Pasik, why not? Because Rabbi Aymer already says, says that when there's a Nega, when there's an affliction on the wall of the house, before the client pronounces the house, he says, get everything out of the house. 
Why? Because we don't want every item in the house to become dame. So says Rebbe, you, says Rebbe, excuse me, you don't need a special pasik to teach me that it's up to the mouth of the Kayin. It's Pashit. Five lines from the bottom. Imam mitzvah. If we wait for Dvar Rishos, if the Kayin doesn't pronounce your house dame until you take out your belongings, we're allowing you to be lenient and wait for mere articles. Certainly for Dvar Mitzvah, for a Shavarbachas, for a Yantif, we're not going to make you tame. So says Rebbe, we do not need the Pasik. And on this, comments the Gemara, my Benayu, what is the difference in Rebbe and Rebbe Yehuda? They argue in how to learn up the Torah just as to the Makar, but there's no actual practical difference. For No, there is a difference. According to Rebbe Yehuda, the first opinion, there's no hatter to wait to clear out for your optional items for mere money. According to Rebbe Yehuda, the hatter is only like the Pasik says for a Dvar Mitzvah, whereas Rebbe would allow for a Dvar Says the Gemara, Rabbi Yehuda mehasam like Gamrinan. And the Gemara says, why Lemaisa does Rabbi Yehuda not learn out like Rebbe from the fact that the Pasik teaches us that the Kayin waits to determine that the house is Tameh? Why does Rabbi Yehuda not learn from there? You know why? The Chidishu. Because that case of the house, and we'll turn over for a moment to tomorrow's Daf of Chesam and Aleph, that case of the house is a massive novelty. Why? Generally, wooden stones are not Metameh. And here by Tzarast are metameh. So it's a special chiddush. And since it's a special chiddush, we cannot learn out, says Rav Yudah, any other halachas from it. And rather Rav Yudah learns from the Pasuk from Mitzvah. And then we'll go back to the opinion of Rebbe, etc. Tomorrow, Shir, Bisyata, Dishmayah.